Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? Jason McIntyre here on Straight Fire. Wednesday, November 4th. It's the day after the election, but I've got to be honest with you guys. I've got some big, big news here, and I'm just going to start the show with it. I decided to call an audible. Rob G and I talked about it, and I decided I was going to record today's podcast before the election results came in. I couldn't do it. I didn't want to stay up until the wee wee hours of the night waiting for a result that we might not even have. So this podcast will be politics free. I'm sure there's like, you know, a smattering of you out there who are thrilled that I'm not talking about that junk. And truthfully, you know, we got a great interview later in the podcast with Andrew Brandt, former front office guy with the Green Bay Packers, very sharp, intelligent individual. So we'll talk about the NFL trade deadline, which was largely a dud, but why it was a dud and why Aaron Rodgers uh, was focused, the central focus of the trade deadline. We'll we'll get into all that. But I I thought I'd just record an open here 
because I want to quickly look. Usually we do this on Monday's podcast. Hey, let's take a quick look at the board for the upcoming week. We didn't really dive into that. So in lieu of talking about the election, I thought I'd just throw a couple games at you. And yes, I realize there's a couple of you out there who are going to be like, you know what? I want to hear politics. I want to hear reaction. That's fine. There are plenty of other podcasts to go for that. I will recommend the New York Times Daily Podcast. I try to listen to that very often. Um, But when it comes to sports, I'm going to do some football here. And I'm going to quickly look at two trends and then get to two games. It's not going to chew up that much time, but give you my an idea about my thought process heading into week nine. I should add two quick notes. Number one, um, the $100 Venmo for the five-star comments. I've paid out two of those. The other guy I think I heard from on Twitter, but my mentions can become a wreck over the weekend and I couldn't find your comments. So can you please uh, <laughs> retweet me or DM me on Instagram and I'll send you that, Benjamin. And number two, Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan Weiju over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I had a three and two weekend in the circa $1.4 million gambling contest. And I'm actually up to tied for 118th. Top 100 get paid out. And listen, there's a lot of luck involved in this. Um, I, I had some unfortunate luck earlier in the season. You know, you miss an extra point here, a fluky touchdown there. But it goes both ways. So I'm not going to bemoan what's happened the first half of the season. You just got to look forward. And... Um, that's where I want to start week uh, nine in the NFL with. And the first game I'm looking at um, that's super interesting to me is the Vegas Raiders going to the Chargers. And on the look ahead, this was Chargers favored by three. And then it came down to two and a half. And by late Tuesday night, it was Chargers favored by one and a half. I've, I've said this several times. I'm not a big trend gambler, but these two have led me to looking closer at the Raiders. And again, you never want to bet based on a trend. Okay, if you listen to the Preston Johnson pod last week, he will tell you, I've walked by a roulette table where there's been 18 straight reds, and uh, it doesn't mean anything. It's not predictive of what's going to happen next. It means absolutely nothing. So these two trends, I will say, have me intrigued. So far this season, Divisional underdogs. Divisional underdogs obviously lead to familiarity. Um, there's obviously a big non-crowd factor here. Divisional underdogs, 25 and 14 against the spread this season. That's 64%. That's significant. More importantly, 11 and 3 against the spread in the last two weeks. And you're thinking, huh, what do you think that's all about? Well, I don't know. Maybe um, the underdogs are undervalued and the favorites are inflated or... Some of these are going through the second time in the order and they have more familiarity or teams are just slowly ramping up and getting better as the season goes on. So there's six divisional underdogs this week. Detroit is a four-point dog against Minnesota on the road. Jacksonville at home, a seven-point dog against Houston. The Giants, three-point road underdogs at Washington. Vegas, one and a half at the LA Chargers. New Orleans, That's a big game. We'll talk definitely about that later in the week. Plus five at Tampa and the Jets plus seven at home against New England. Of those six divisional dogs, one thing really does jump out. Again, from this season, it's a trend. You're not betting blindly on trends. Road underdogs 
of three points or less, getting three, getting two, one, whatever, 17 and six against the spread this season. Now that is significant. That's 73%. Again, there's only one of those that fit the divisional underdogs and road underdogs criteria, and that's Vegas getting one and a half. So then you start to look at the breakdown of these teams, and because the facilities were closed Tuesday for the election, we don't know what's up with injuries. That's obviously always a significant factor, especially Trent Brown, your left tackle. Kind of need him going up against Bosa. Uh, That's kind of a big deal. But to me, everything I look at at this Raiders-Chargers game, and Rob G will jump in later in the week when we dive deeper, is that I don't see why this isn't a last possession game. Like, whoever gets the ball last, Herbert or uh, Carr, is probably going to have a chance to score and win and cover. And we've seen the Chargers blow four 17-point leads. They held on to win one of those. But these are two quarterbacks who are very capable of coming in the back door. And I look at the Vegas pass defense, 27th in the league in defensive efficiency. So Herbert's going to eat, right? But look at the Chargers in the second half. They are the uh, they are allowing the um, they're 29th in the NFL in second half points allowed. That means teams are adjusting against Anthony Lynn, who's not a good coach, and they're ripping him to shreds. They're just torching that defense, which, by the way, just lost Desmond King, their slot corner in the trade. Um, and and, and I, I just look at that. I'm like, huh? Carr with the short passing game, and. Second half, Chargers collapse feels imminent. No fans in the stadium. I give Gruden the edge over Anthony Lynn. I like Herbert a lot, but I think Carr's competitive. Um, I don't see why the Raiders don't get a deep look here, getting one and a half. Um, Again, I don't know if I've bet on the Raiders yet this season. So I'm going to have to really look closer. The counter, of course, is, well, you know, Jason, the Chargers were dominating the Denver Broncos last week. They were up huge in that game. And if the Broncos don't come back with some, you know, last-minute heroics, you know, what's the line for this? Is this three and a half, maybe? And somebody pointed out that 93% of the yards that Denver got last week was when they were trailing by a touchdown or more. So it was, you could argue a lot of it was garbage time. I need to look closer at the Raiders. It's middle of the week, so you never want to pull the trigger. But that's a game I'm looking closely at. And um, the other game that I I can't keep my eyes off of right now is the Bears. Getting what was six, then it's five and a half. It looks like it's heading toward five. Um, I just, maybe this is me overreacting to Tennessee last week because I was on them and they lost and I'm really pissed about that. And I sometimes have a weakness where I get emotional. You guys know I talk about this a lot. Don't get emotional about the games. And I'm just so angry at Tennessee, I want to bet against them. And you look at their resume, they're one in five as favorites against a spread, you know? And the one cover, of course, was against me when I was on Houston. And that they had that overtime, I mean, the lucky finish at the end of regulation, then the overtime cover. Um, But this is a Tennessee defense that's terrible. Terrible. They're dead last in getting off the field on third down. They're 30th in the league in red zone defense. And you look at Nick Foles, and he's the happiest guy on the planet right now. Nick Foles, four of his last five games, he has faced top 10 defenses. I mean, he's he's faced as tough as it gets out there uh, in four of the last five games. I know people want to kill Nick Foles. That's fine. But he faced the Colts, lost. Bucks, won by one. Rams, lost, did not look good. And Saints, lost but covered. 
Do you know what kind of breath of fresh air it's going to be when he sees this Titans defense that's ranked 20th and they have no pass rush to speak of and the secondary, they just uh, released on Tuesday. There's one of their starting cornerbacks, Jonathan Joseph, who's 36 years old. He's terrible. I mean, they're releasing a starter. They also dumped Vic Beasley, guy they shelled out $9.5 million for, I think, like six months ago. And now they're, they're dumping him. So this Tennessee defense is, is just a, a hot mess right now. And I think, I know, I know you guys hate Nick Foles, and he doesn't deliver, and he looks bad, and Nagy stinks. But I don't see why Nick Foles is not going to be a live underdog here to cover the spread. Remember, he went to Carolina. And I told you guys, ah, man, I like the Bears in this spot. No pressure from Carolina on Foles. He'll have a clean pocket. They should be able to run the football. And the defense should own the trenches. And what happened? The Bears won and covered. And now, remember, Tennessee down their left tackle, uh, the, the kid um, uh, Taylor Lewan out for the season. Hello, uh, Khalil Max playing very well, coming off the edge. I think there's some advantage for the Bears here in the trenches. I'm looking. This is ten, This is Chicago or pass for me. Um, hopefully in the contest you get a bigger number. But I did already bet Chicago uh, at five and a half. And I'm hoping in the contest it's five. I know five is kind of a dead number. But I just, I mean, this is a teaser for me too. You tease it up through the seven and the ten. You get uh, Chicago getting like 11 and a half, 11 points. Tennessee, just a reminder, 24th in pressure rate. 27th in hurry percentage. Nick Foles is going to just have tons of time in that pocket. Allen Robinson, the kid Mooney, who I, by the way, I picked him up in fantasy. Um, I have a huge week in fantasy ahead, but you don't care. At any rate, those are the two teams, two games I'm looking at. Chicago, Tennessee, I have already bet Chicago and I want to take them in the contest. And Vegas at the Chargers. <sighs> Chargers, I, they scare me because I like Herbert. Um... And I don't know that I trust the Raiders, but you got to put that aside, look at the numbers, and those are the two games I'm looking at. All right, it's time to get to our interview with Andrew Brandt, the former uh, front office guy from the Green Bay Packers. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome in Andrew Brandt, a former NFL bigwig. Spent a lot of time with the Packers in the front office. Andrew, how are you, man? Good, Jason. Always good to be with you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot for taking the time. Now, we're doing this after the trade deadline. And, you know, we had this anticipation, Andrew, that there'll be so much movement around the league with a lot of teams really bad, like my Jets, and a lot of teams really needy, like the Green Bay Packers. And like then, my Packers. <laughs> and then, of course, almost next to nothing happened. First of all, let's start with the Packers. You spent nine years in the organization. Um are you surprised that they didn't do anything of note? I'm not. And, you know, you see my helmet back there. I, 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 you know, I lived in that and it's a draft and develop culture. As everyone knows, I tell everyone every year and it doesn't change. And when they see them not going for the big name or not doing the big name thing, even at receiver, it always sort of brings up questions about, you know, are they doing enough for Aaron in my day? Were they doing enough for Brett? And, you know, listen, I even heard it from the horse's mouth from Brett would come to my office like, you know, Randy Moss would be on the on the block or Terrell Owens or some big name back then. And I'm just like, 
and in so many words, I'd say to Brad and I'd say to everyone, like, what part of the Green Bay Packer philosophy do you not understand? Which is no quick fixes, no jumping into free agency, which, which, but by, people don't realize this by necessity, it pushes down your d- developed players. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get, and then we'll bring it to Will Fuller. If you get Will Fuller, Alan Lazard steps down a notch. Uh, Marcus Van Scanling steps down a notch. Now you may say, who cares, right? <laughs> but, but from a Packers point of view, they've invested time, in some cases draft picks, in some cases coaching development. They want their young players to be pulled up like that. It's always a draft and develop team. Now I know that frustrates people that are more into the here and now. It's just never been the Packers philosophy. So let me just talk about the Fuller trade because obviously I'm not in it anymore. I don't, this is all speculation, but having sit in those chairs, both on the agent side and of course on the team side, I know exactly what was going on. Fuller's a free agent. So Fuller has eight games left on his contract. Fuller is hitting the market as, we, as, as of now mm-hmm. in March. Fuller's gonna demand a big contract. So to me, that's a two-part negotiation. So the GMs are negotiating trade compensation, whatever, fourth round, third round, second round pick for Will Fuller. But to me, that's the easier part of it. Will Fuller is how do you make a contract for that guy? Because you have top receivers are going to be out there in the, in the spring, like Allen Robinson, yeah. like others that are going to make 18, 19, 20, 21 million dollars a year. And are, are the Packers going to pay that for Will Fuller? Not right now, that's for sure. Right. And I, if I'm Will Fuller's agent, I'm like, you want to do a deal right now? Okay, here's the market. And the Packers are like, no. <laughs> you know, so I can see that being the hard part of the deal. They'll figure out a third or maybe give them a third, get back a fifth, whatever. I thought the hard part of that deal was the contract because if I'm in the Packers chair, I, maybe I'll give up a seventh or a sixth mm-hmm. for eight games, but not a high pick. Well, and that's, that's I think that's the big question because – I understand, you know, uh, obviously Fuller would want a new deal, but you're, you're the Packers, you're just renting him as insurance for injury. We've seen Devontae Adams hurt this year. Yeah. Lazard currently hurt. I mean, you know, this is a team that was 13-3 and three last year. Close, you know, they lost in the NFC Championship. Pretty bad loss. And they're back yeah. again this year. They're going to be in the mix. And, you know, Andrew, you look at what their draft class has given them. 97 I- rushing yards. <laughs> from from the kid Dylan who now has COVID. And if Aaron Rodgers uh, looks around the league, he's saying, wow, Hamler and Judy, they're catching touchdowns in Denver. And the kid yeah. Justin Jefferson in Minnesota is a beast. He's got over 500 yards, three touchdowns. Claypool in Pittsburgh, yeah, seven touchdowns. <laughs> so you can understand both sides, right? Why Aaron Rodgers is beyond ticked off. And, you know, I guess from your perspective, you, you understand why the Packers aren't doing it, but can't you come to a happy medium? Can't both sides sit there and be like, guys, this is our shot. Why don't we just give up a, a fourth and a fifth on a rental for Will Fuller? Could that have, or yeah, would I, I get have it. No you know, and listen, my, my Twitter feed is full of it. I, <laughs> I get it because somehow I still represent the Packers oh, on Twitter. I get it. And I understand exactly what you're saying, Jason. And, you know, Aaron has said, even with the drafting of Jordan Love, has said all the right things. I mean, people get frustrated with Aaron because he's sometimes too candid, but he said the right things. You know, he knows that he's not getting the resources that other quarterbacks are. But hey, it's been working, and 
the question, I guess, the always is the downside. You bring, and I think the Fuller thing is probably unique, though. The question I would ask is, are there other receivers, even on the Texans? Could they have gotten Randall Cobb back? Could they have gotten Stills? Could they have gotten Cooks? Crowder, and now you're not anybody. dealing with that secondary negotiation of a contract. Or there are other receivers out there. Uh, you know, what, some receivers we haven't heard of that maybe some teams gave up on in, in mid-round picks. So these are the questions you would ask the Packers. I think the fuller negotiation broke down over the contract. Mm-hmm. I get it because something no one's talking about enough, which I'm going to be talking about ad infinitum come January, February, March, <laughs> which is we've got a cap diminution next year that's going to be significant, maybe as low as 175. We're now at 200. That would be 25 lower. You think about teams that already are over 250 in their committed contracts right now. But again, it's football. It's not basketball. So you can get rid of these guys. But yes, that's a factor why this trading deadline, Jason, you and I, before we came on, all the activity a year ago, nothing this year. I mean, you know, a couple little ones with Ngakawe, but nothing really. So do you, uh, I want to get back to the Packers philosophy, but do you first of all think that that you know, lack of activity this year at the deadline. Again, last year, it was uh, Leonard Williams. It was Kenyon yeah. Drake, Jalen Ramsey, Peters, Emmanuel Sanders. A lot of those guys helped their teams. But do you think a lot of that lack of movement this year has to do with the uncertainty of next year's cap? I do. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a couple of reasons. One is the fuller situation where you have a contract, which is related to what we're talking about. But generally COVID in general, because if you're looking at acquiring a player you're giving up a draft pick. These are not player for player trades. We're not seeing that. And draft picks have so much more value right yeah. now. Because if you go into next year with a $175 million cap, your your draft class becomes more important than ever. They're cheap, they're fixed, reasonable contracts. You fill up your team with these guys, not only next year's group, but last year's group, the two years ago group. And maybe that 60, 70% of your team are on rookie contracts. And you have the other 30% on the veteran big contracts so it's more important than ever which means i'm not giving up a fourth right. i'm not giving up a, even a fifth maybe so for a player that's kind of a rental or a player that's not going to be around so that's part of it the other part which i say every year although it didn't apply last year is football is so schematic it's not basketball it's not baseball baseball's got a hitter and a catcher and a pitcher they do whatever they do they go this team they do it that team they do it basketball's got three-point shooters. They do it here. They do it there. Football, 3-4 defense, 4-3 defense, cover two, vertical offense, West Coast motion. You got to fit them in. I just think that's why free agency doesn't work a lot in football and, of course, trades. Uh, So let's go back to the Packers' philosophy, right? And, you know, I don't know how much of that you were part of crafting or, you know, it was there before you got there. But, you know, there's two ways to look at this from an outsider's perspective. So the Packers won in 96 and they won in 2010 Super Bowls, right? Um, you could say, well, okay, two Super Bowls in the last 25 years. Bill Belichick is kind of the opposite. He is always like shape-shifting the Patriots. We're going to win with defense now. We're going to win with running backs. We're going to go out and get Moss. We're going to win with receivers. Nope, we're going to do tight ends with Gronk and Hernandez and and they're constantly evolving as a team and changing with the times and to fit the needs. Can you, you know, I guess talk a little about the Packers' philosophy versus um, the Patriots and maybe others if there are out there that you are aware of. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I joined when Ron Wolf was GM. Ron was kind of a mentor. And Ron's not what people think of in terms of Packers because it was a little more aggressive. Obviously, he signed the biggest free agent ever, who was the first free agent ever, named Reggie White. Um, and he was very active. And I know working for him, he wanted me to chase down a lot of players, you know, and free agency and trades. We always put together proposals to allow more trades, like you could trade we put together a proposal. You could trade cap room, you could trade cash, which they don't allow in football. Um, and then of course, Ted Thompson came in much more conservative. First, first thing he told me was, uh, we're not going to be pretty, we're not going to be active in free agency. Andrew. <laughs> you know, like your job is going to be a Maytag repairman. Oh. You're not going to do it. <laughs> he didn't say it that way, but I knew that there was not going to be a lot of heavy lifting on veteran contracts outside the team. So it's kind of draft and develop, sign your own, identify core players early in their careers, keep them in. And in my day, that was Donald Driver and Mark Tauscher and uh, Greg Jennings and Amon Green, you know, and all these players, Mike McKenzie, Charles Woodson, we did chase in free agency. Um, but every now and then, yeah, you do chase a guy or two and recently with the Smiths. So, uh, yeah, it's draft and develop and, and homegrown. Homegrown is, people would say, I know you are, to a fault. No, wow. <laughs> but, that, but that is the philosophy. I'm into the homegrown. I definitely like that. It's, you know, saves you money, as I'm sure you know. But yeah. on some level, it puts so much pressure on the scouts and the GMs to consistently deliver over and over. And as we've seen around the league, I mean, you know this, Andrew, like, Drafting in the NFL is such an inexact science. I mean, you go, you, remember how everybody was like, oh, we got a tank for Tua. We got a tank for Tua. Yeah, Joe Burrow yeah. comes out of nowhere, and nobody would say that Tua at this point, after one game, looks anywhere near Burrow uh, or Justin Herbert. And it, it, the NFL draft is so, I don't know if I'd say, would you call it a crapshoot? Well, inexact science. Yes, inexact science. But, but listen, I, I think the ultimate of the Packers are the two quarterbacks that drafted in the yes. first round. 15 years ago, it was Aaron, and the whole world was booing us and saying, how, how could you do that? You're ignoring all these needs, right? You're ignoring all the needs. You're taking a quarterback. Coaches were furious. You know, they're drag Andrew, how could we do this? You know, and, and Ted and our management side, we just said three words, or trust the board. And the board says Aaron Rodgers is the best player, and why pick anyone else? Yeah. You know, and I think that happened again this year. And they are the most spoiled fans in the history of sports <laughs> because they have had, they have had 30 years of franchise quarterbacks, That's, right? Yeah. So, and the idea with love is they're going to get 45 years of franchise we'll quarterbacks. We'll see about that. I mean, listen, we'll my Jets. We'll see, of course, of course. My Jets haven't but, had anybody, Andrew. Nobody. Right. 30 years, nobody. Right. And I don't want to get too and upset. And the closest about thing is, is Andrew Luck, who had to leave because of injuries. So, with the Colts. But, yeah, yeah, I can understand Packers' frustrations. But do they realize what teams go through without that position secured? Mm -hmm. Crazy. I mean, Miami Dolphins, after Dan Marino, you can count, I think it was something insane. Uh, they went through like 15 guys in like 10 oh, yeah. years. The Bears, all these teams. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. So the Packers have come through. All right, I, I want to move on to um, just two other teams real quick before we get to one other last topic. Are you surprised that the Cleveland Browns, who looked to be headed back to the playoffs, lost Odell Beckham, are you surprised they did nothing in this off uh, at this trade deadline 
to bolster the receiving core. I mean, you know, they're trotting out the kid Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I know it's going to be a run game when Nick Chubb comes back, but it yeah. does seem like a bit of roll of the dice, especially with the Steelers looking awesome. Uh, the Ravens obviously are very good, and the Bengals are not a pushover. Yeah, a little surprise there. You know, and again, we're talking about the same thing. The Higgins and Donovan Peoples is obviously a draft pick. Do you want to... I, I use this word, I don't mean to be pejorative with it, but do you want to push them down? If you bring in a veteran, you kind of push them down, and they do have Landry, and they want to bring on these young guys. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that is a team, you just mentioned it. They're, they seem to be a run-first team, and is that going to be sustainable as they play those two teams in their division? Yeah. That's The season's going to come down to those games, and – you know, that is a team that has been active. I mean, acquiring Beckham, that's a huge move. I mean, that, that is a franchise-defining move and give up a one. So, you know, injury bug hits. You know, I think the, the issue there on a bigger scale is is Baker the guy. It's the same issue we talk about about every team. Yeah. Do, do they have the guy? And I think everyone last year or early in his career right away thought, yeah, look at the moxie, look at all that. And then the question becomes, hmm, yeah. you know, still jury's out. Jury's out on a lot of these guys. As you know, Darnold, every jury's, yeah. jury's out on so many of them. Uh, let's go to one more jury out guy. And uh, I speculated earlier this week on the podcast, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. Yeah. He's gotten all his guaranteed money. Um, out of the last three years, it was three games out for the season, go to the Super Bowl, eight minutes within winning, uh, lose. And now this year, you know, the litany of leg injuries and looks like his season may be over. He could come back for like week 15, but uh, if they're out of the mix, I doubt it. Andrew, I don't know. Um, do you think the Niners move on from him and make a play for Sam Darnold? Uh, maybe Kyle Shanahan wants to reunite with Matt Ryan. If, as you speculated, the caps comes down significantly, yeah. could some of these teams that are awful with a Stafford, with a Ryan, look to hey, let's just move on and tank for the next year. Uh, I, I know I'm throwing around tank and nobody really throws it around in the front office, but you know from the yeah. ownership, uh, on the ownership level, they, they care about uh, paying out a lot of money and not going to the playoffs. Yeah, one thing about San Francisco that I've admired over the years is uh, cap management. Um, you know, they have a guy, Parag, who's done a great job because I always believe in pay-as-you-go instead of, instead of, it's complicated, but always prorating and bonusing out players. So you build up all this dead money. It's caught up with Dallas, Tony Romo back in the day, and it caught up with so many teams, but they structured Garoppolo's contract with like a $40 million cap hit year one. And that's the way to do it. Yeah. If you have the room, obviously. Uh, so my point is they could get out of that contract with minimal, forget about cash, minimal cap hit, minimal. So that's kudos to them for doing that. If it, you know, you always want to protect the downside if he's not the player you hoped he's going to be. And injury is a big part of it. Who knows? But if they want to move on, you've identified Kyle Shanahan. This is a guy that knows a lot of quarterbacks around the league. Yeah. A lot. You talk about Ryan. I mean, Kirk Cousins. Mm. So, you know, is Kirk Cousins in play there? Uh, and would he take less to go there? All these kind of things. Matt Ryan, of course. But these are all conversations that have to happen um you know if those two teams the falcons in minnesota really turn over mm. to really building teams that don't need these 40 million dollar quarterbacks 
I could see those guys in play. Interesting. There. And and I and I don't want to sound like some hot take guy with the 49ers yeah. moving on, but the reality is healthy. That team is really loaded. Uh, you know, just talent all yeah. over the roster. Maybe you know, a top 3 most talented roster when everybody's healthy, but the questions will be about uh, Garoppolo, who, listen, I think he's a good quarterback, uh, but I, I wouldn't consider him like a top 10 guy, would you? No, I wouldn't. You know, it's hard to evaluate that team because I, I think Shanahan, like everyone, I think he's a masterful coach. He uses motion so well. When they, that Packers game in the championship, I think Garoppolo threw the ball like eight times. Yeah. I mean, to, to have a game like that, and it'll be interesting that we talk about those two teams uh, Thursday night this week Indeed. without all their weapons. You know, it's going to see what happens there because it could be a really kind of a death blow for the 49ers this early, yeah. you know, with that way that division's playing. So um, a lot to play out with that team. But, Jason, every year there's that team, right? Yeah. And that team that has so, not only injuries, but just all the positions are wiped out. Like whole positions, like who's playing running back for him? I mean, it's just wiped out. And the way the Cowboys quarterbacks are wiped out, it's just an amazing thing that's happening to the 49ers. All right. Final question, Andrew. Um, You know, I I don't want to sound too doom and gloom, but the COVID situation is spiraling out of control. As we record this on Tuesday, election day, obviously, um, the Baltimore Ravens, they lost Marlon Humphrey to COVID. And you look at his contact tracing guys who can't come to practice. Uh, it's like five defensive starters. I mean, it's getting ugly. Now, that's a good team. Andrew, I'm yeah. curious, what do the teams... I mean, we saw the New York Giants on their bye week partying uh, with Daniel Jones and guys hanging out. Once these teams are like 2-8, and 3-10, and ten, and they know their season's over, they're probably not going to take the precautions they need. I'm real curious. Can you see a scenario where the NFL just says, listen, we've it, we've lost control of COVID. It's the winter months. We're going to shorten the uh, regular season early, and we're going to go to the playoffs. Can you see something strange like that happening? You know, I look at the NBA. When they had the bubble, they told how many teams? Eight teams? Just don't bother. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, just don't bother. The golden states of the world yeah. just don't bother. And I guess that could happen, you know, I guess I could see a game between Jacksonville and the Jets in week 17, 16, 15. Like, yeah. What do we, we don't need that. Yeah, because there's no fans, <laughs> right? It's not like you're getting any money yeah. at the gate. Well, I guess Jacksonville yeah. is taking fans. I mean, some, yeah, some have fans. But you're right. It's got to depend on COVID. If everyone's responsible, yeah, they'll play out the season. That's the goal. And I think we're at the point of this year where I look at every Tuesday morning, I'm like, yeah, Ooh, they, they got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, look what they did this week. Yeah, because I set it all off season and people are saying, you don't like football. Oh, Andrew. Of course, I love football. But are we really doing this? Yeah. You know, are we playing through a pandemic where the definition of the sport is a opposite of social distancing? <laughs> and uh, and we're doing it. And yes, you talk about these spikes and every every week is a different team. It's Baltimore this week. Um, but Kudos. I think yeah. kudos, really, to the NFL and NFLPA to keep this going. It's week to week. It, so it you, is, yeah. you, let's talk in a month and <laughs> see if we can feel good about finishing the season. Because remember the the Cardinals in baseball, uh, they played a few games yeah. less than everybody. And in college football, Wisconsin just canceled another game. Yeah, like, I hey, don't know what's going to happen there. We got yeah. 24 guys on the team with COVID. We can't play. So they're just canceling games. Listen, it stinks, obviously. You know, you got to try to make lemonade out of lemons, and here we are in 2020, right? Uh, so, I, I mean, 
I can see something happening in the NFL and games just get canceled. Yeah, and then we the opposite of that, Jason, we're hearing about a 16-game tournament where they actually have more playoff teams in order to sort of fit everything in if we're going to have cancellations or we're going to have, you know, whatever we're going to have. But yeah. NF, NFL is good about contingencies. Do you think Do you think the 16-team tournament came about because in the league office they're like, listen, guys, once this hits Thanksgiving and beyond, some of these teams are going to check out. Do we consider a 16-team tournament? And just like you said with the NBA, hey, you guys at Stink, we'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't read enough into it. Is that something that would start actually before the playoffs were scheduled yeah. to start, like in December? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, I don't know that, but that you know, I think they're they're thinking that okay, these teams have had their buys, like Tennessee. You know, <laughs> what happens next? Because yeah. we can't rejigger the schedule. It's not like baseball and the Marlins and the Cardinals. We can't rejigger things. Yeah. So you're right. Now, if the Jets or Jaguars are looking at 15 games, no problem, right? Yeah, yeah. Just but make if, sure the Jets get the number one pick. Yeah, let's just. If the Steelers or the Ravens are looking at a 15 games, that's a problem. That could be an so. issue, yeah. All right, well, Andrew Brandt, thank you for taking the time. You guys follow him on social media. There's nobody better on the business of sports. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. All right, Chase, thanks. Always a pleasure. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.